0: So, assuming that we we've decided on a diet and we're eating whole food, is there does does the cooking method matter? Is there you know, a better cooking method? There, there are some debates about frying and deep frying, which of course you know essentially um, add a great deal of concentrated fat to the, the, any given preparation. And it's not irrelevant, given our our prior topic of calories, that fat is the most energy-dense of the macronutrients. So there's slightly less than four kilocalories per gram of protein, approximately four kilocalories per gram of of carbohydrate, and nine kilocalories, give or take, for fat. So twice as energy-dense as the other. So for any given volume of protein, carbohydrate, or fat, you have twice as many calories, more than twice as many. With fat. And when you fry or deep fry, you're adding all those calories. So when you put more calories into a smaller space, it stands to reason that it's easier to consume more calories in a shorter period of time, in a smaller volume of food. And there, there really is a, a long history of research on the topic suggesting that very high-fat diets tend to favor caloric overload. Now, that's not invariably true, because when the fat is coming from very nutrient dense foods that happen to be high in fat think avocado think walnuts and almonds and other tree nuts it's less of a problem because those foods although rich in energy rich in calories are also extremely rich in nutrients and very satiating so essentially if you think of satiating as the ability of the food to fill you up and keep you full and energy density is the ability of food to deliver a lot of calories if the ratio of satiation to calories is still favorable the calories become less of a concern yes there were concentrated calories there but it a small amount of that food made me feel full and kept me full for a long enough period of time that it was a wash so it's it's really a subtle topic but cooking techniques don't necessarily have that same advantage so deep fried food adds a high concentration of calories and probably disadvantageous to portion control, calorie control, weight control, relative to all the other cooking methods, grilling, broiling, baking, sautéing, etc. But there are many options to have a proverbial cake and eat it too, uh, such as an air fryer. Many modern kitchens are equipped with an air fryer, and so you can actually achieve the mouthfeel of fried food with much lesser additions of oil and consequently much lesser additions of calories. So I don't think anything is out of bounds and some foods being fried or even deep fried, fine, provided you use the right kinds of oils. So the oil is actually good for you. Uh, But I think we have a wide range of options and I do think it's, it's important that, you know, modern technology enables us to, achieve essentially all of the cooking methods while eliminating some of the liability. So, you know, my wife does the cooking in the cat's house so she's a brilliant cook, um, but she swears by her air fryer. So, you know, uh, among the, the apparatus you might think about having in your family kitchen, think about adding that, but that, that would really be it. I mean, the other concerns uh, take us another direction. So for example, with grilling, if you char the surface of food, there's the potential to create carcinogens, especially on meat, but not exclusively. Um, so you want to be careful about not charring. That doesn't mean you can't grill. It just means you don't want to burn. On and on it goes. But I would say, by and large, all cooking methods are acceptable. Interesting. So you did kind of allude to that a little bit. So it depends on the oil. uh, Without getting into too much detail, uh, any kind of comments on what kind of oil we should Looking for sure, sure. Yeah, no, good question, and and this this is a topic that's come up for me in various contexts many times over the years. I you know I've had to address it in studies. We we've studied in my lab over the years endothelial function, which is a marker of cardiovascular health, and we've studied the effects of various oils. Uh, It's come up. I I used to write years ago for Oprah's magazine, did a nutrition column. It it came up there. Uh, I used to report on air for Good Morning America. It came up there and uh, over and over and over again. And it's in all of my books. So uh, to to give you the punchline in the in the Katz family kitchen, we rely preferentially on extra virgin olive oil, especially uh, when we're cooking at low temperature or not cooking. So, for example, you know, drizzle over salads and so forth. And when we're cooking and when we want less introduction of a specific flavor, because extra virgin olive oil is flavorful, we use organic expeller pressed canola oil. There are other good options these days. There's actually been a shift over the years in uh, the selection of soy plants and the prevailing version of soybean oil in the US, and I presume it's the same in the UK, actually has an excellent fatty acid profile. That wasn't always the case. Soybean oil used to be very rich in omega-6 fats and very low in omega-3. The new versions, and these are not genetically modified. This is really just a selection of different um, varietals of the plant. But the newest versions of soybean soybean oil that prevail are uh, lower in omega-6, rich in omega-3, high in monounsaturated fat like olive oil. So they're They're like olive oil, but with a greater concentration of omega-3 fat, which we need. So another excellent choice. So uh, we could potentially use some of that. And then there's specialty oils like avocado and walnut, which are great in terms of fatty acid profile, excellent in terms of flavor, but for very selective use, if only because they're outrageously expensive. So yes, it matters what you choose. So those would be our choices. It's interesting to note, Richard, that within the nutrition world, and especially in the world of vegan nutrition, plant-exclusive nutrition there are competing camps one of which argues you should add no oil to your diet mm. and that's partly predicated on the work of Caldwell Esselstein, who has shown reversal of heart disease with a whole food plant exclusive low fat diet but I also look you know a field at, at some of the studies that have examined effects on myocardial infarction long-term cardiovascular outcomes with the mediterranean diet and they look just as good to me. And that's a high-fat diet, but it's high-quality fat. In a, in a true Mediterranean diet, it's extra virgin olive oil. The, the final thing I want to append, so I, my view is you can have a low-fat diet and have an optimal diet for cardiovascular health. You can have a high-fat diet and have an optimal diet for cardiovascular health, assuming it's the right kind of oil. The, the final thing I want to say is what you call the oil is not enough. So olive oil is not enough because olive oil can be uh, basically, it can go rancid, uh, The fatty acids can degrade, they can esterify, you can actually have a rising percentage of trans fat in the oil if it's been exposed to heat or light too long. If it wasn't extracted the proper way, so you can extract oils from olives or from nuts or from other sources with a chemical process where the chemicals used to extract the oil alter the fatty acids. So you really need to pick oil that was mechanically extracted, preferably in cold, because heat also tends to alter the fatty acids. So that's why you're looking for organic is good, uh, expeller or mechanically pressed, cold pressed. And in the case of olive oil, extra virgin means you're getting the young olives, which in addition to an excellent fatty acid profile, are really quite concentrated in some unique antioxidants. Uh, And actually there's a rich literature on the effects of the antioxidants in in olives. The the one that's been studied most extensively is oleocanthal. And the findings are are really quite stunning. Uh, Beneficial effects on platelet aggregation, beneficial effects on blood pressure, beneficial effects on inflammatory markers, and beneficial effects that even extend into the realm of cancer prevention, showing that they, they inhibit progression of cancer cells and cell culture and on and on and on. So these these compounds in the oleocanthal class are extremely interesting. Uh, so I, I think you can choose between a diet relatively richer in added oils chosen wisely because you really prefer that Or a diet where you avoid added oils and be fine either way, but the oils you choose make all.